Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Alva Pendarva speaking. We've been with you quite a few studies now, and we are looking today, have been for quite a while now, on this, this subject, Satan, the God of this world. And we're looking today at uh, the Battle of Armageddon and the Doom of Satan. We've been there now for two or three studies. I want to go back and review just a little bit and uh, bring you up to... Up to uh, Date. We're talking about the Battle of Armageddon. We see uh, the demon-possessed men, the Satan's uh, Antichrist and uh, Satan himself and the false prophet. They'll persuade the blind world to think that they can win against Almighty God. That's what, that's what they'll do. They will marshal the armies of the world by boats and planes and trains and transport, all of those things of the land of Palestine to do battle against God. We see the soldiers there by the millions with all type of implements of warfare, rockets and all of those things. The kings of the east will be there. The kings of the west will be there. The mighty men will be there, both small and great. Now let's call your attention to this fact. Satan knows, or he will know at that time, almost the exact moment when the Lord Jesus Christ will come back to earth. He will know when the seven-year reign of the Antichrist will come to a close and that at the close of that reign, the Lord Jesus will come with the armies of heaven. Therefore, we see the armies of the earth gathered there with the Antichrist for that great battle. Yes, the false prophet at the head of all of them under the leadership of Satan, having deceived and led the multitudes of the earth to believe that they could win the battle against the Lord God of heaven. Now, my friend, we're living in perilous times today. We're living in the day when men don't believe God's word. We do. We're living, and it's getting worse every day, day by day. I've seen in my uh, few years that I've been here, and uh, I've seen things grow from bad to worse. And this great host of army will stand in battle array against the, uh, against the Lord. They'll stand there with every gun, every war implement of warfare, warfare trained upon heaven waiting. Now, you think that's far-fetched, but I'm, I'm my friend, I'm just being true with you. This is what, this, this is what God's Word says. And day by day, we're bringing you this, what the Lord said. Now, let's turn our attention to the other side. Seven years have gone by since the Lord Jesus Christ came for his own in, in midair. That's right. Have you, are you ready for that coming, my friend? It's not far off. The marriage of Christ and his bride has taken place in the heavens, in the new Jerusalem. The marriage supper is over now. The Lord Jesus Christ, as it were, lays aside the robes of the bridegroom and decks himself out as a warlord. Our God is a God of war, my friend. He is. He is a God of battle. When everything is in readiness in earth and in heaven, John says, now let me read to you, Revelation 19:11. when the broadcast is over or tonight when you have an opportunity, take your Bible and go there and read Revelation 19:11. I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness doth he judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, 
that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of God Almighty. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. This is one of the greatest pictures of our Lord that you'll ever find anywhere in God's word. Our Lord came first as a babe there in Bethlehem. The next time he will come as a great warlord. The first time he came as a suffering servant, riding the foal of an ass. The second time he'll come as the head of the armies of heaven, riding on a white stallion, the old war horse, my friend. That's right. The first time he came as a sin offering, dying on the cross as our substitute. The second time he'll come as a king of kings and lord of lords. The first time he came, he was despised and rejected of men. The next time he will come to rule with a rod of iron, and the kingdom of this world shall become the kingdom of our Lord. Yes, he came for his own before the tribulation period as a bridegroom. Yes, even though many of you would dis disbelieve, many of you tell me to get off of that, uh, oh, my friend, that Christ is not coming, but he is. He's coming one day in the air to pick up those as graves will be open, and those of us who are living will go to be with him. And uh, you folks who believe, who preach the all-millennialism, I, well, I feel sorry for you, my friend. That's right. That's right. But now he'll come as a warlord. Yes, he, he came for his own before the tribulation period, looking back. And as his saints arose and were translated and met him in the air where he led them into that new city, which hath foundation, whose builder and makers of God, builder and maker is God, the second time he'll come with his saints for a thousand-year honeymoon. Now, my friend, that's so, so plain to the old trailblazer. John said, I saw heaven open. Thank God for an open heaven, where the gates of the city stand ajar, inviting sinners to come. My folks, I, I invite you to come this morning. The old trailblazer comes here as an ambassador of the God of heaven, inviting you to come. Come now. All things are ready because heaven's, de heaven's gates uh, stand open this morning. They stand open. They're not closed. They're just like the ark there that Noah built. One day he finished the ark. The door was wide open. I don't know how long it stayed open there. The Bible says Noah preached for many years. And uh, I believe he invited those folks to come. Come into the ark, the ark of safety. But they wouldn't come. But did you know one day they woke up? One day they woke up. I told this little story not long ago. I read somewhere in one of the old divines books. They said that during the time that Noah was building the ark, there was folks all over the place there just like they are now. There was a, Noah was a real man, a real person. The boat was a real person, the ark. And all of those things, my friend, are true. But there was a family living down the road from the ark where they were building. And they had this young boy. And he would go down there like boys do. And he would sit around and watch old Noah and his three sons building on the ark. No doubt he had other folks helping him. But every day he would hear Mr. Noah talking about, the, about the, uh, being saved and coming into the ark, the ark of safety, and all of those things, and preaching the gospel. And this little boy was touched by those things. And every day he would tell his dad, said, Dad, you ought to go down there and meet Mr. Noah. said, he's a fine old man. And he said, no, he said, that's just foolishness, old crackpot down there building a boat out in the middle of dry land. And uh, he said, but, Dad, he said, one day the boat's going to rise. He said, rise on what? There's no water anywhere. There's no water. It never rained except just a, 
just a moisture coming up from the ground. But anyhow, the time went on, and the, and the rain began to come. And the little boy ran down there, and he said, Daddy, Daddy, the ark is closed. The door is closed. The door is closed. Come on, Dad, let's go down there. And maybe Mr. Noah will open the ark, open the door and let us in. He said, oh, just old crackpot. He said, come on in the house and, and, uh, and get, get ready for supper. Well, my friend, the water kept coming. The water kept coming, and it began to rise, and they went up on the second floor. And the little boy began to cry. He said, Dad, I asked you. I pled with you. I pled with you. Please, Dad. Please, Dad, why didn't you listen? Why didn't you, why didn't you come when you could have come? Oh, my friend, that's the way it's going to be one of these days. One of these days, you're going to wish you to come to the Lord. Right now, heaven's gate stands open. Heaven's door stands open, and you won't come. No, you won't come, my friend. Why don't, why don't you turn loose and come to the Lord this morning? I wish you'd just come on and trust the Lord. The Lord's saving sinners, one here and one there. I don't give you an invitation to trust Jesus. I give you an invitation to come to Christ and be saved. Come now, he says, for all things are ready. But listen, heaven's door stands open now. It's, it's standing ajar. Oh, listen, now let's turn our attention back to the scriptures again. We see this great picture here of our Lord coming, riding on a great war horse. Yes, that's right. Oh, we could just thank the Lord anew for a heaven open, where the gates swing outward never. That's right. Did you know that the gates of heaven never swing outward? They always swing in. That's right. When, it, when he comes into our sight, riding this great old stallion, this old war horse, we see his clothes dipped in blood from smiting his enemies. And when his foot touches out Mount of Olives, the first thing he does is to take the old beast alive. That's right. Listen to Revelation 19:20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which, uh, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Not a gun is fired, not a cannon roars, not a plane leaves the ground. Christ appears so suddenly upon the scene with the brightness of his coming that they are paralyzed in their tracks. The first thing he does is to take the beast, the Antichrist, with the false prophet which had deceived the nation, and in the sight of all of those armies, he cast them alive into the lake of fire, burning with fire and brimstone. In 2 Thessalonians 2.8, we find these words, he tells how God would destroy the Antichrist and his armies. And then shall that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Revelation 19.21 says, And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth. He will slay them with the breath of his nostrils, my friend. Now that's true. Isn't that, isn't that, a, isn't that a, a gracious thing? He'll slay them with the word of truth which comes from out of his mouth. Are you, are you, uh, you going to be here during that day, my friend? I'm not. No, sir, the old trailblazer won't be here then. The old trailblazer will be there with the bridegroom in heaven after having been resurrected from the dead unless the Lord comes while we're still here. If he does, we'll go to meet him. Well, the dead will rise first. All of those graves will be open. And then the, the, those of us who are alive will rise to meet the Lord in the air. 
I don't argue with you folks who say that we're going through the tribulation now. I don't argue with you folks who say all of those things. I don't argue with you. I just take God's word, and he says, the trumpet shall sound one day, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those of us who are alive shall be caught up to meet him in the air. My friend, that's what, that's what salvation is, going to be with the Lord. I tell my folks here day by day at Radio Mission, don't, 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 don't live for the world. The world is going to pass away. This, did you know this old world is going to pass away? Oh, my friends, what a tragic thing it's going to be when this world is burned with fire and brimstone. But are you going to be uh, one of those who run to the mountains to hide you from the wrath of God? Are you going to be like those in Sodom and Gomorrah who are going to cry out, Lord, help, but there won't be any help? My friend, right now, today is a day of salvation. I hold out hope for you today. Today is a day of salvation. I don't look forward to the coming of the Antichrist, the coming beast. I don't want those things don't attract me. We have so many folks now who are afraid to death because of the millennium. My friend, that doesn't bother me. Folks ask me, do you have your survival food? I sure do. I have the bread from come from heaven, the manna which came down from heaven. Listen, folks. You don't believe the Bible? You don't believe that God fed that bunch for 40 years there in the wilderness and he could feed me and you here? Yeah, that's right. Listen, we, we, we're, so, we're so foolish, aren't we, to disbelieve God's word, to think that we are going to perish because of lack of food? Listen, folks, God takes care of his own. The Lord, when he delivers us unto himself, he, he commits himself to our safekeeping. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our shelter in the time of storm. And he's uh, by us just like he was Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I have gathered thee together like a hen doth gather her brood. That's what he does. This is the old trailblazer. This is Pastor Albert Pendorf. I wish you'd sit down and write me. We're coming to the close of these studies on Satan, the God of this world. Remember, my mailing address is uh, Radio Missions or just the old trailblazer broadcast. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Radio Missions now offers flash drives containing broadcasts and messages delivered by founding Pastor L.R. Sheldon Sr., Pastor Albert Pendarvis, and Brother Freddie Murdoch, plus music by the Radio Missions Choir. For more information, call 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658. 